Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 25 of iJump Weekly. I'm your host, Andy Whiteside. I've got uh, Chris Feeney with me. Chris, how's it going? Going great, man. Uh, lots and lots of things going on. Uh, so many things. It's hard to kind of keep uh, everything going. I'm sure you know what that's like. Uh, and uh, I'm excited about today's topic. Uh, big news for iJump last week. So uh, looking forward to this conversation. Yeah. Now, before we go there, you and I were just chatting about um, uh, Zoom optimization in the world of iGel and and how you handle that. And, you know, what do you see in most companies do when it relates to iGel? For example, Zintegra, I've committed that we will optimize Teams, which is easy because Teams and Citrix and iGel easily work together. A little bit of effort, but not a ton. Uh, And then Zoom, that you guys have made that pretty easy. So we're going to optimize... Citrix and Zoom and Citrix and Windows endpoints and Citrix, I mean, yeah, and uh, iGel endpoints and Zoom. Um, But what do you do for the other five options that need to be optimized as well? Do people people continue to try to knock all those out and maintain all those or they pick one or two and say, okay, these are going to work and the rest you're going to rely on, uh, you know, the machine, the back end to do all the processing? Yeah, I think a couple angles for me on that. on the unified comms, right? Uh, I think it comes down to what is your corporate standard going to be, you know, or, you know, teams, you kind of, that kind of comes with, you know, M365 zoom would be, you know, it's not included. There's some integration there, but uh, you also have to pay for that service, you know, but, and you get uh, obviously a different type of thing, right? I mean, similar technologies, but not exactly the same, um, but, but more or less, um uh, iGel, we do both, right? We we have a subscription to Zoom and we use that as our main corporate thing. We also do Teams uh, so we go back and forth. Then there's this other thing, you know, Cisco has their platform. Uh, and so trying to maintain that is an ongoing effort. Um, I think if, if it's my business, I would pick one that you know is is uh, used for you know my key webinars as well as other things. So that would be probably the hybrid Teams Zoom approach. Um, but we've got others that are still using like WebEx and WebEx Teams and stuff like that. And uh, we we kind of have all of that included. We kind of maintain those versions as as they come out. Um, but it's you know thankfully one of our engineers kind of took the initiative to kind of sort of document as we have new versions come out, sort of make sure that he understands he's got this really fancy lab where he can set all this stuff up and document it. So everybody sort of knows what all the nuts and bolts are, not just setting up iGel, but also on some of the backend stuff. So that's a nice, nice, and he's uh, submitted that, you know, it's, it's not a pay for it. It's on the community. So anybody can look it over and, you know, that type of thing. So um, do you feel like it's kind of one of those back in the day when VDI was emerging, like the, the protocol wars, you know, like who's better? <laughs> no, it's, I mean, this is really for me more of a conversation of like you and I literally before I hit record, you saw me send an email to my team asking them to update the Zoom VDI agents. So not the plugin, but the agents um, that, that those things come out once a month ish. Yeah, they're pretty frequent. For, Procedurally, which I mean, we're going to chase. We're going to chase every other month. We're going to update that client. Um, and I'm talking about the the VDI piece, not even the plugin piece right. uh, on the Windows side. Um, are we going to chase that every month? Are we going to chase that once a quarter? Um, just you know, something else to keep up with. It's one of those things I laugh when you hear uh, Citrix or Microsoft or VMware even talking about their desktop as a service. 
they're really just providing you the desktop, keeping all that software up to date really falls on the customer or the partner or the main service provider. Yeah. Um, those are all things that cost time and time, you know, cost money. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's really, you know, I don't know about you, but I only have 24 hours in a day and, you know, everybody has to figure out where they spend them. But um, I think we talked about this at some point, maybe prior po- podcast was, you know, sometimes you get that Daz thing up and it's nice and shiny that first time you see it. And then over the course of time, if you don't maintain it, it starts to get, you know, get a little dirt and dust on it. And you got to kind of keep that maintained just like your car. Uh, and uh, I never forget my, my son's got a truck and, you know, we've been washing it and it's got these little water spots, but I, I finally went to Walmart and I got one of those little buffer things, those little handheld things. And I was like, let me try this sucker out that thing got spit shine like none other. I was like, man, I, I don't know why I didn't pick one of these up. It's only like 20, 30 bucks or whatever, yeah. but it made all the difference. Right. And, uh, and now it looks almost brand new, uh, to some degree, that paint job's still pretty good, yeah. but, um, but yeah, you got to maintain it. Um, whether it's your customer, obviously, uh, that can lead to what support cases, something's not working this. And it might be that, you know, zoom updated something, you got to update the plugins or the verge or whatever you know, take advantage of new feature stuff. So well, certainly but, a conversation for people to have to have internally and figure out which ones are going to chase and, and how often they're going to chase it. But uh, yeah. t- today's topic is uh, one that I've kind of, kind of talked around forever in the world of IGEL. And that is uh, finally the announcement that uh, HP and IGEL have joined forces and HP and their hardware install base and customer base and sales teams now have the ability to sell, you know, wonderful HP endpoint hardware. And we're going to talk about the models here in a minute uh, and beyond. Uh, but now they have the ability to use the IGEL operating system and the management suite that, that goes along with it um, as part of their story. So it's really kind of a peanut butter and jelly. Hey, you got, you got your peanut butter in my jelly. I'm excuse me, peanut butter and chocolate. You got your peanut butter in my chocolate. You got your chocolate in my peanut butter kind of thing from the commercials back right. in the eighties. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, very excited about this. Um, long time coming. Um, uh, just want a big shout out to Bill McCarthy, who's been um, managing this uh, relationship uh, over the last, uh, I'm guessing a, a year uh, or, or just shy of a year. Agile Ready got launched officially on July 15th last year. But, um, you know, we've had some big, big companies come in. And that time, Bill has worked with Lenovo. He's now worked with HP, among others. And um, we're very excited about this one. We've got a ton of customers out there that have HP devices, um, ones we've already, you know, established. Plus, there's, you know, newer hardware uh, that, that, uh, what's nice here is these three models map to uh, specifically IGEL uh, models as well. And so there's a really good uh, match there. Uh, there's another one that's not on here. It's It's been tested and everything, uh, but it wasn't uh, officially part of this, but we are still at least documenting. And that's the 740, T740 model, which more or less is the very high end. It maps to our UD7, uh, but we've got some three solid options here as well that we're excited to talk about today. Yeah. So let's let's talk about just in general the idea of IGEL being an operating system, aka software. When I try to explain it to people, I mm-hmm. I equate it to Microsoft Windows. It pretty much runs on anything x86. You guys 
of course have the the, the arm uh, which is the the, the risk platform mm-hmm. um, we don't need to talk about that one uh, with the rx 420 because that's kind of a different that's kind of a bundled software and hardware solution uh, but the rest of igel the the predominant most of igel is a operating system based on based on what based on linux what what flavor of linux yeah so it's a great thing so um uh it is based primarily on Ubuntu, but here's the thing. Um, while we map to the, you know, the, the, the main Linux kernel, iGel in a sense kind of creates their own kernel. Uh, it, we're in a, it, I don't want to say we're like Red Hat, but we kind of have our own Linux distribution. We, we pull mostly from Ubuntu, in this case, the Ubuntu 1804 LTA, you know, long-term release there. Uh, but we also pull in components from other Linux things, as you might imagine, plus you know, the kernel allows us to, for example, support newer hardware models from vendors like HP or others um, and, you know, continue to add, you know, additional support. And so that being that software operating system focus um, and really kind of specifically dialing in on, on IGEL Linux, uh, that's where our key efforts are now. And it's, um, you know, here we are a year later and we've got, you know, really great uh, established partnerships now with, with companies like HP, um, but so it is similar. Take, yeah, take me back a step. So, so you got Ubuntu eighteen oh four, I think you said, but that's based off Linux. What version of Linux? What so it, it's a great question. Like, like Linux has many many distributions, right? But Linux, in a sense, you know, um, I actually started putting a, a training deck on this. Linux is a kernel, and that kernel is what talks to the hardware and other things and the peripheral support, and then you've got you know, the uh, distributions that, you know, have emerged from that. You've got, you know, uh, there's so many, it's hard to really know. But iGel, you know, kind of zeroed in, saw them probably one of the more popular model versions, which is Ubuntu. Um, and we've got, you know, some history around that. And so um, we we kind of map to uh, that that distribution, but we are, um, and so, yeah, that, that actually right there, stop for a second. I love um that particular that you see the penguin there i've actually used that uh, to kind of explain you know where where igel is and so if you look at this here's the linux kernel right and you can see all the stuff the hardware and all the different things that linux can talk to on the device hardware stuff uh and so where igel kind of fits is right in this middle part you know we've got a, a, an operating system for desktop computers more or less and we kind of right in between that red and the gray line there. And so that's where IGEL sort of fits. Um, and then obviously all the stuff, you know, on the left side, the uh, interface the devices and all the support for things like that. That's where some of the IGEL ready program comes in where we are integrating with some of these vendors. And then of course you've got the manufacturers like HP and their, and their devices. And this whole process uh, is about really about, uh, you know, um, I want to say certification. That's the word that's on my mind, but it's more of a validation. Yeah. Verification, right. It's all similar process, but uh, it's the manufacturer and there's different levels, right? So there's manufacturer doing a self certification there's or self validation. And then there's a middle tier where they're working with IGEL, you know, engineering, you know, uh, to come to market with something. And then there's the third tier, which is a little bit more advanced, uh, you know, work with IGEL and the vendor. And so, um, but this is a great graphic. Uh, I've actually, um, at some point I'll, I'll pull up that deck I was I was working on just sort of explain sort of this, 
where Agile fits into the Linux yeah. story. But, but Chris, my specific question to you is Linux yeah. has different versions. Like I think we're at 11 now. Is that accurate? 11 something? Um, let's see. Well, uh, if you go to kernel.org, uh, that'll tell you what the main, uh, they've got the mainline kernel. I think it's at five something. Um, I could be wrong. Okay. okay. So, but there's the Linux. Um, so we were talking a while ago about yeah. keeping things up to date. So mm -hmm. in the world of IGEL, you're really just keeping up to date with IGEL. IGEL is keeping up to date with some deviation from Ubuntu, which is all based on some deviation of Linux. At the end of the day, you just need to know that IGEL has got you covered. Right, exactly. We, we maintain uh, releases we kind of map to. So this is the kernel, right? All the, the Linux versions, you know, just sees more or less kind of, you know, revert back to this. Uh, for example, um, if you if you even look at our release notes, you'll see what Linux kernel, you know, generally referred. But yeah. when I've, well, this, when I've this talked about yeah. 5.0. 5.13.5 is the latest according to the site, but five something, right? Right, exactly. But that that doesn't map to obviously Ubuntu 18.04. Like, where does that numbering steam come from? Well, it's it's you know if you dig in deep, you know they're basing it off of the Linux kernel, and then the operating system, you know, is is written on top of that. Uh, I guess a similar thing would be you know Windows were written on top of DOS, right? Something like that. So. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, but Igel, you know, has you know been focusing, and, and one of the one of the nice things about this is uh, with the Igel Ready program and these vendors with newer hardware and chipsets and wireless things and whatever, um, it's actually uh, advanced in, in uh, the software development at, at Igel so that we can add, you know, we bring in newer versions of the kernel and other things that see can can support some of these newer devices and that's you know benefited in many respects so there's yeah. you know audio updates there's you know video performance gpu i mean various things that sort of benefit from this uh effort over the last year yeah. well the whole the whole reason we're having this conversation well first of all let me just point out that 1804 long-term service release is called bionic beaver I, I think i'll remember that forever i'll remember that better than 1804 that'll be easy one easy one to remember yeah um, but the whole point of having this conversation is all that effort and all that goodness that goes into keeping igel based on core kernels that are up to date and and distributions uh, that are up to date uh, and features really what we're talking about here and you know fixes is all on the igel operating system and now with this announcement uh, the guys from HP for a certain number of models here, we're talking really three here on the screen and four total, uh, at least officially have endorsed the idea that you can run the IGEL operating system on their hardware and you get the best of the peanut butter and the best of the chocolate. Right. Right. And um, yeah. And some people might say, well, I know there's another KB article that, that shows other devices for many years have already, you know, gone through a testing process. Well, that's true. We've, We've been repurposing devices from different vendors for years, but this is more of an official program, very similar to the Citrix Ready program that folks are probably familiar with. Uh, we kind of mapped it more or less off of that model. And now you've got the actual vendor signed on board. Uh, and in some cases, uh, you'll, they'll have the option to ship from the factory uh, You know, when you order these devices. Uh, so they arrive already with some version of iGel on it. Yeah. So, um, 
Well, but, and for me, a lot of this comes down to the fact that um, the thin client hardware vendors have been producing the software that goes on these things, and they haven't kept up um, as timely as we wanted them to. This allows us to take a software vendor who's making an operating system that is, in most cases, day one release ready uh, and apply it to hardware that's more than capable of, of doing the job. Absolutely. And that's a great point. Um, we've seen certainly in the last year with this onslaught of remote uh, virtualization, working from home kind of thing, customers where they had hardware and they were trying to do these things. And, uh, you know, long and short of it, the operating system on it couldn't, wasn't updated for roadmap for support, whatever wasn't there come in iGel and we've already got pretty much all this because that is our focus and we can run on lots of different types of hardware. And so we've been able to help customers out by, you know, taking what they already have hardware wise. Um, and that story certainly has resonated with vendors where they have great hardware, but they, you know, may not focus on the software story as much, whereas iGel does. So that is, um, that is what we're talking about here today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Chris, is there anything um, specific uh, you have? Well, let's try this. Do you have a you have a story where you've seen a customer take some model of HP and and roll it out with iGel OS? And is there a, a success story and something to convey there? Um, I, I, I believe there is. I, off the top of my head, um, I'm trying to think through. I know just in the last couple months we've had. Um, one looking at, I think it's either the 640 model that's listed here or the 740 because they had, uh, I think the 740 has uh, four display ports or something up to four displays at 4K, more or less exactly what our UD7 has. Yeah. Um, so uh, that was a financial one where they had at least, I think, three monitors and that's what they, that's, that's what they wanted, right? They need that, that, that configuration set up. So um uh, we have, I think, some other starting to emerge now that this is a, this literally this website that you're looking at. This blog post went live like a week or two ago. So um, now that that's out, and especially as we sort of head into hymns coming up here in, in a couple of weeks, expect more. There's definitely going to be more opportunities. We got the green light to engage with the HP sales team. They uh, already are briefed on what's going on, and so uh, yep. there'll be more more coming. So. Well, I, I just highlighted this section here that talks about uh, you know the remoting protocols and in conjunction with Citrix and Microsoft and VMware and Amazon. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that makes me most excited about this announcement is this stuff, but it's also the fact that you guys have brought the Chromium browser forward in your thinking, and it's now part of your operating system. And and knowing that I could easily put a version of Chrome browser. Uh, on every HP thin client I ever touch, and all of a sudden, SaaS-based applications become very manageable and and accessible. I think there's a huge potential play there. Uh, there's got to be organizations all over the all over the world that that run a lot of SaaS apps that that need Chrome that you're going to bring to that story. I think you may have frozen. Okay. Well, that's an interesting way to kind of wrap up the podcast, but guys, I, uh, I appreciate you listening and hopefully this is uh, valuable. I'm, I'm looking forward to talking to HP folks 
and uh, having these conversations with them. Uh, this has been a long time coming for me to be able to talk about IGEL and HP in the same conversation openly. And with that, uh, we'll call it a podcast. Thank you.